Hi, my name's Andy Chamberlain, and this is the Creative Writer's Tool Belt, the podcast that gives you practical, accessible advice that you can apply straight away to your own writing. You can find out more at my website, andrewjchamberlain.com, where you'll also find out about the Creative Writer's Tool Belt handbook, which condenses all of the very best advice and insight from my expert guests and me in one place. I hope you enjoy this episode of the Creative Writer's Tool Belt podcast, and it's helpful to you on your writing journey. And welcome to episode 137 of the Creative Writers Tool Belt podcast. In this episode, I talk to Ricardo Faye, a co-founder of Readsy, an organisation whose mission is to help writers craft beautiful books. And that covers everything from book marketing to publicity and cover design to editing in all its forms. Now, Readsy offers a lot of different services to writers, including access to a marketplace where you can find professionals to help you with your book and also a range of free services including courses for writers, both on the craft of writing and marketing. And they also offer the Readsy Book Editor, which Ricardo talks about a little bit in the interview. And the reason I wanted to talk to Ricardo is because I've used Readsy's services over the past few months. Some of their free services and also to source an editor and cover designer to help me as I prepare for the launch of my sci-fi book for young adults, The Centauri Survivors. Now, some of you will have heard me talking about this project, and I want to tell you a little bit more about it today. And if you're listening to this episode anytime in May, June or July of 2019, I want to talk to you a little bit about how you can join my launch team for the book. So the Centauri Survivors will be out in August, and it has taken me nearly 10 years to bring this book from the genesis of an idea all the way through to completion and I am very excited about finally being able to get it to launch this summer. And I want to say something very specific to you as a listener to the podcast. I would love to have you join my launch team for the Centauri Survivors. Now what does that mean? Basically it means that as a listener to this podcast you can get a free copy of the book ahead of its publication date so that you have a chance to read it so why should you join my launch team? Well, as a member of the team, you will get an advanced ebook format copy of the book before it goes on sale, an additional bonus chapter that won't appear in the book. So you can think of your copy of the book as like the director's cut. And if you want to leave an honest review for the book somewhere, that's entirely up to you. You're under no obligation to do so. So I'm really excited to be able to get this book published and out there after all these years of work on it. And if you're interested in joining the launch team, I'd love to have you aboard. Just drop me a line at andrew at andrewjchamberlain.com and I'll get back to you with more details. That's andrew at andrewjchamberlain.com and thank you for your help. So back to this episode, and here's my conversation with Ricardo Faye of Readsy.com. And there are loads of great tips in this interview for indie writers, especially those who are on a very limited budget. And quite frankly, that's most of us, isn't it? So I hope you enjoy this conversation and it's useful to you. Here it is. So, Ricardo, thank you very much for joining me and welcome to the Creative Writers Toolbelt. My pleasure, Andy. Thanks for inviting me. So I want to start by asking you if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and what were the kind of cultural influences on you when you were growing up? Things like books and films and TV that really made an impression on you. Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm Ricardo Fayed, one of the founders of Readsy. And yeah, I had to think about the, the cultural influences. I think one important thing is that I was uh, I was born in, in Spain from a French father and an Italian mother. 
And so these are immediately three countries that are very literary, let's say. Mm. Uh, not to say that the UK or the US aren't literary, but it's, it's countries <laughs> that I think are more literary and that actually are having a, a really hard time adopting ebooks and adopting the whole idea of self-publishing. It's, it's a lot more traditional, let's say. Yes, sure. And yeah, so I received a, a fairly literary education. Uh, my parents definitely encouraged me to read a lot of books. And that developed in me a passion for reading, which uh, has definitely contributed to my being interested in, in the whole idea of Reedsy. Okay. And you've mentioned Reedsy a couple of times there. Some of the people listening to this will know who Reedsy are and some won't. So I wanted to ask you just a, a kind of two-part question really about that. First mm-hmm. of all, can you tell us a little bit about what Reedsy is and what was the thinking behind starting Reedsy up? And secondly, perhaps you could tell us a little bit about the services that Reedsy offers. Yes, for sure. So Reedsy at its core is a marketplace where authors or publishers can find really, really good professionals. So that's editors, cover designers, illustrators, book marketers, book publicists, ghostwriters, author website designers, pretty much anyone you'd ever need to hire at some point throughout your writing and publishing career. Now, what is it that made you feel, yeah, I really want to be part of something that markets the services that writers need that bring together the suppliers that actually create create a kind of good marketplace for this stuff? So it was originally my, my co-founder um, and friend Emmanuel who shared with me this idea of a marketplace. And I, mm. to be honest, I didn't know much about publishing back then or, or self-publishing. So I immediately did a lot of reading about it. And sure. I just found the problem and, and the whole industry really interesting. So we commented from an outsider perspective. But when we learned about self-publishing, about this wave of authors who were publishing their books themselves, like uploading them to Amazon rather than going through a traditional publishing company, our immediate question was, who who does the editing? Um, yeah. Who does design? Who who does all these services that traditional publishing companies actually do? Because um, they do more than just publish a book, obviously. And so this idea of, uh, of kind of a marketplace, of freelancers came, came on. And the interesting thing is, when we started having chats with freelancers, Back then, we learned that a lot of a lot of the best editors, copy editors, cover designers, publicists, marketers who used to be staffed by traditional publishing companies were actually going freelance. Mm, yes, um, because of downsizing at publishing companies and also because of the freedom that freelancing offers people. So there were kind of two trends: one trend of authors self-publishing, another trend of people in professionals in publishing going freelance. And we thought, mm. okay, it's just perfect sense to bring these two uh, trends together in the marketplace. Okay, so let's say I'm an independent author and I want to hire someone uh, through Reedsy. And that might be a, a, an editor, as you've mentioned. It could be a cover designer. It could be one, any one of a number of people. Perhaps you could tell us a little bit about how I would go about doing that and how I can be reassured that the person I'm hiring will be somebody who can do a decent job for me. Yes, for sure. So it's, the first step is to to sign up for for Reedsy account at reedsy.com. So that's R-E-E-D-S-Y.com. And then you get access to a marketplace. The reason we don't give access to a marketplace to anyone without an account is to avoid crawlers uh, analyzing yeah. the whole thing sure. uh, and spiders uh, just reading the, the, the marketplace. But basically, you sign up for an account and you get access to a marketplace. So the marketplace is divided in segments, editing, design, publicity, marketing, ghostwriting, websites. And depending on, on the type of service you need, you, you can select sub-services as well. So let's say I'm looking for a developmental editor for a fancy book. Mm. Um, I can select editing, developmental editing. Then I can filter down by genre, uh, say fancy. 
if I'm writing about dragons, let's say, and I really want my editors to have a knowledge or experience with books about dragons, I can also use keywords. So I can enter dragon as a keyword. Sure. Uh, and that pull up results of developmental editors specializing in fancy and who have worked on books with dragons or who mentioned dragons in their profile. So as somebody who's potentially buying these services, I can get quite specialized about the kind of people that I'm looking at to see who I want to engage with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, at this point, I think we have around over 1,500 professionals on wow. the marketplace. Okay. And for editing, especially, we have more than 1,000 editors. So if you run a search for a romance developmental editor, you're going to get a lot of results. So we encourage people to narrow down their search by keyword or even by subgenres. We've got subgenres like dystopian or paranormal romance. Sure. So the further down you can go, uh, the more relevant the results will be. Okay. Now, I know Reedy does offer some free services as well. I'm signed up with you guys. I get lots of advice, uh, regular emails. But you also do a book editor, which I'm really interested in. In fact, with my own writing project, I'm getting to the point where having used some of your the services of your freelancers, I'm going to be looking at the book editor very soon. So I wondered if you could tell us a little bit about the Reedy book editor, what it is, how it works. Yes, absolutely. It's since the beginning, we wanted to kind of create a writing tool, a formatting tool that's better than Word, and that's better than most other services out there to, to format books. So the Reedsy Book Editor, is it, it's a writing and formatting tool, really. So you you either import your Word manuscript, if you've written it on Word already, or you mm. write directly in there. It's a very clean writing interface, and it's it's made for books. So obviously, you've got chapters, you've got, you've got parts if you want to create parts. You've got front matter, back matter, the body of the book. And we the whole philosophy behind the Ritzy Book Editor is to allow complete newbies to create a book that looks professional. Um, okay. So in the front matter, for example, uh, we used to have a front matter where you could just drag and drop uh, any kind of content in there. You could have your foreword, your introduction, your prologue, everything in there mm. in any order you wanted. Now we've changed that. We've set a fixed order for these different parts. And when you edit your front matter, you can decide what you want in it, whether you want uh, the table of contents, uh, whether you want forward, a preface, a prologue, things like that. Okay. And they automatically appear in the right order, basically. And when you're finished kind of writing or importing your manuscript in there, you can format it uh, and you can export it to either uh, EPUB and Mobi for ebook distribution, okay. or you can export it to print ready PDF for print on demand distribution. So if, for example, I'm writing a book and I've used your book editor tool and I want to pre prepare my manuscript for print through Amazon's services and maybe ebook through the different ebook platforms, then it can kind of cope with all of that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. We've run tests with all the usual distributors to make okay. sure that our files would be accepted. And they are. So you can use it for free. Uh, you, you probably, uh, if you're listening to this, you might be familiar with Vellum. Uh, yes. Vellum is an awesome program. It is a paid program that is only on Mac. So if if you purchase Vellum, you probably won't find any use in the Reedsy Book Editor, to be honest. If you haven't purchased Vellum, and if you aren't on Mac, then the Reedsy Book Editor is a really, really good free alternative to that. We've got less customization possibilities. We've got only three templates, but not everyone needs kind of fancy stylings and things in the sure, corner, sure. little things like that. So our editor produces really professional files with less customization possibilities, but also with less possibilities of making a typesetting or formatting mistake. So I guess one of the, the many 
good things from my point of view about the, this tool is that it is it, I can just access it, it, it for free. Um, and this kind of brings me on to the next thing I was going to ask you about. So a lot of writers have a tiny amount of budget and they're seeing all of these services and they really they really know that they need to use them. But from your point of view, if I'm an author with a little bit of budget, where do I put my spend? Do I put it in editorial or on the cover or the marketing? It's a tough question, but where, where do the priorities be for you? I think that the number two priorities are editing and design, and mm-hmm. it's hard to cut corners on those. If, if you have a limited budget, I'd say that if it's your first time writing a book or your first time writing in a genre you, you're not super familiar with, I'd say that a developmental editor is probably the, the, best, uh, the best investment you can make. Sure. Because they're not just going to edit the book and kind of remove plot holes, improve characterization, improve the structure and all that. It's actually going to be a lesson in writing uh, and writing in that genre. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to improve your writing tremendously. So I'd say that's number one investment you can make. But then I also think you can cut corners on on a cover design. You might be able to cut corners on copy editing and proofreading if you involve a lot of beta readers, if you spend a lot of time going through your manuscript yourself, reading it aloud. And you can get away nowadays, depending on your genre, you can get away with a few typos in your manuscript. You, it's really much, much harder to get away with like gaping plot holes or yes. or, or head hopping or, or bad character arcs or things like that. So yeah, developmental editing and cover design are really two most important things, I'd, I'd say. Okay. I guess it's also worth saying that if you've got a little bit more money, you can actually spend money on all of these things that you've talked about there on the copy editing and, and, and the proofreading and all of the all of these things. And I suppose if you've got some money that you can put it in and invest in your book, then it's good to do that. The other thing that obviously is a big challenge for a lot of in, indie authors is marketing. Now, I know that you guys have built up a huge amount of knowledge on marketing and you talk about marketing quite a bit. So I'll be really interested to hear what you think are the really important things for indie authors, perhaps particularly new indie authors, to focus on with their marketing. Yeah, absolutely. I think we, we, we figured that early on that the, one of the biggest challenges was kind of marketing and discoverability. Mm. And it's valid for all authors, whether they're going to self-publish or find a traditional publisher. I think the, the number one thing to keep in mind, the, my number one pet peeve, let's say, is authors who don't know who their target market is. And I come across that every day. And the thing is, when you've written a book that you're really, really proud of, uh, you're thinking that book is potentially interesting to anyone and everyone out there. And that severely limits the kind of marketing you can do because you think this book's for everyone. So you don't know where to start marketing-wise. Mm, yes. So yeah, that, that's my number one thing I keep I keep telling authors is, or asking them is like, who who is your book for? And in which specifically, uh, I think one a good way to answer that is in which Amazon category does it fit? If you can go really deep into Amazon categories yeah. and kind of identify the, the narrowest category your book can fit in, then you have a much clearer sense of who your book is actually for sure, uh, sure. And, and where you can place it. Okay. Now, there's a lot of challenges that self-publishing and independent authors have at the moment. I wondered if you could tell me what you think are the really big, say, two or three challenges for indie authors right now. I think one of the great strengths and one of the great challenges is that there are more and more and more indie authors out there and that they're becoming savvier and savvier, basically. So in 2011, 2012, you could get away by just publishing a book in a proper niche, in a niche with demand, like let's say um, Paranormal Shift of Romance, uh, run a free promotion for five days. And your book would like just like shoot up the free charts and then be high up in the pay charts when the free promotion was over. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone says like, oh, it was easy back in the days. But it's it's also true that 
the people who did that back in the days were pioneers. Um, there were no articles out there that were that were saying you should do a free promotion for five days. But it's true that a lot of things that were working back then uh, don't work as well nowadays. Sure. Um, so I think, yeah, basically the, the competition is tougher. And if you're going to start writing and you want to turn it into a proper career, then you need to do a lot more research than before. And you probably need to spend a good year learning about the industry, learning about book marketing, about how Amazon mm. works, yes. um, and probably try to be mentored by a few authors in your genre who've already made it. Most of the authors in the past few years that I've seen having really good success launching their, their careers, their first few books, they've been shadowing other authors, um, going to conferences, even though they, they had no product out there yet, uh, to really prepare their launch. Okay. Is there anything else that, that you'd say was a was a real real challenge for indie authors at the moment, or is that is that is that one just the main thing? Do you think? Um, I mean, uh, Amazon's always always going to be a challenge. I think we hear more <laughs> and more frustration about it. But part of it is down to also the sheer number, as I said, of author self publishing and complaining about Amazon. Um, <laughs> it's it's true that I hear complaints every day about like pre-orders being messed up, launch notifications not being sent to Amazon followers of an author, files being corrupted, like there are problems every day and you're just so heavily relying on them that you don't have any negotiation power when you're talking to them. No. So yeah, I, I definitely welcome um, a more level playing field in terms of retailers where maybe Kobo or Apple or Google would grab more market share. Sure, sure. Now, thinking about the fact that indie authors need to use every opportunity that they can take, is there any way in which if I have a book that I've got coming out that Readsy can ha actually help me promote my book? How, how would I access those opportunities? Yeah, sure. So first, I think we have a lot of educational content. So I was, I was saying before, if you're going to launch a book, you got to read a lot about the industry, about marketing. Sure. Yep. And Reese is a great place to do that. We've got our blog. We've got a series of freely, free um, free courses on marketing that not that many people are aware of called Reese Learning. If you Google that, you're going to find it. And there's a course on there, for example, from David Gogran on BookBabads. And he's the, the real expert on BookBabads. Um, there's courses on Facebook ads, on Amazon ads, and there's a course on just book marketing 101 that talks a little bit about target markets, Amazon algorithms, and things like that. So it's a great place to learn. And then we've got an actual product that can help authors launch their books, which is called Read to Discovery, uh, and which we launched a couple of months ago. Yep. That basically leverages a community of reviewers and a community of readers that we've built over the past year, and where authors can simply submit a book, uh, it costs $50, and you submit a book, and we make it available to a pool of verified reviewers. And a reviewer can keep, can pick it up, and in that case, a reviewer will commit to review it before your launch date. And on your launch date, your book will launch on Reach Discovery, and it will become visible to readers. So we've got a community of readers as well uh, that, that upvotes books every day on Reach Discovery. So if your book gets a good review from, from a reviewer and also gets a lot of uh, upvotes, then it will make it onto our weekly newsletter that promotes books uh, in different genres. Okay. So it's... It's a tool that we're still building. Um, we're still growing our database of readers and reviewers. Sure. But I think right now or in the coming months, it's going to be probably a really good tool um, for authors to use. And that's called Readsy Discovery, I think, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. And if I wanted to uh, put my book into that program, how much 
advanced time before my actual publication date do I need to, to send it in so that the reviewers can get a chance to read it? I would recommend between one and two months. Um, okay. And we actually don't allow books to launch for four weeks, basically. Right, so, sure. So, yeah. Uh, obviously, you need you just need a, a book file that that's good enough for for the reviewers to to download and, mm. and, and to read your book. Mm. Um, so as soon as you have that an advanced review copy, basically, then you can submit to read to discover. Okay. Now, one of the issues that a lot of the people that I know, uh, indie authors, uh, really struggle with is reviews. And uh, we've, we've just touched on that slightly. Then, have you got any tips or advice on getting? more reviews for our work yeah absolutely um so to be clear reads discovery only gets you one review um and it may not even be cross-posted on goodreads or, not, or amazon the the reviewers can do that at their at their sole discretion the review on reads discovery is really just meant for discovery and to help us kind of filter the books that we present to our readers but that said you obviously need reviews on amazon and on goodreads yes uh, yeah. in order to sell books and I think the number one way to get those reviews is to build a street team. So what I call a street team is a group of dedicated readers who like your work uh, or who like you um, as a person and who are commit to uh, receiving the book around one month before launch, reading it and being able to review it in, in the week after launch, basically. Sure. So people who receive advanced review copies and who commit to, to, to leaving a review at launch. And of course, the question is like, how do you get those people? And <laughs> that's a tough question. That's why that's actually why you want to be networking and kind of learning yes. about the industry and shadowing yeah. other authors for sure. for a long time before you publish. Because as you do that, you make friends, basically. Okay. Um, a great way to to get to build a street team is to build a street team of other authors in your genre. Uh, and the best way to do that is to read their books, um, start talking to them, uh, try to meet them at conferences and make friends with them so that they actually want to join your street team and help you promote your next book. Okay. So I've got a couple more quick questions before we finish. The, the, the first one is it's tough being an indie author. It's so lonely sometimes and it, it's, there are all kinds of challenges. What encouragement can you give to independent authors who are finding the whole process, whether it's the writing or the marketing or whatever it is, a little bit difficult and a bit challenging at the moment. Yeah, it's true that we've really made it sound dire, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, I mean, at the same time, I think it's the best time to be an author nowadays because anyone can be an author and we're not dependent on kind of gatekeepers for that. It does require a, a bigger variety of skills, let's say, than, than maybe 20 or 30 years ago. Sure. It does. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah. It does require some, <laughs> some knowledge of marketing and some more effort that's not just writing. But yeah, in terms of encouragement, like think about that first. It, it is probably the best time to be, a, to be an author. And second, I... I honestly, given the, the competitiveness of this industry, I'm always blown away by how nice most authors are to each other and how ready they are to share about their success, about what led them to their success. Yes. There are dozens of amazing Facebook groups out there. I couldn't name them all. Uh, but yeah, there's Mark Dawson's SPF group. Mm. Uh, there's the Ally uh, Alliance of Independent Authors group. There's the 20 Books to 50K group. And, and there are new ones being created every day by really smart people. And there's authors constantly sharing their stories, their experiences on there. And I think when I said earlier, you got to learn about the industry for a year. Maybe you don't have the funds to actually attend conferences but if you just like stalk people in these groups for a year, you're going <laughs> to learn so much stuff. You're probably going to learn everything you need to know about publishing a book. 
So there's a wealth of information being available out there. If you want to make it as an author, there's never been a better time to make it as an author, but yeah. it does require a lot of work, more than just writing, also learning about the industry, about yes. marketing. Okay. So one final question. If anybody listening to this, perhaps they haven't heard of Readsy before, now they have. How do they connect with Readsy? What would they do? So the best way is to go to our homepage, readsy.com. So that's R-E-E-D-S-Y.com. And from there, kind of explore um, and can they can make their way to our blog. They can make their way to our free Readsy learning courses and to free Readsy book editor that we mentioned. So everything's accessible from our landing page, basically. And if if authors who are listening to this have any questions about Readsy, any questions about marketing, any questions about where they can find resources to learn about marketing, the industry, publishing, etc., just drop me a line. I can reach. I can be reached at any time at ricardo at readsy.com. And I always answer um, the emails I get. So really don't hesitate to to reach out to me. That's brilliant. What what a great offer. So I would encourage people to, to take that up. I will put your email address in the show notes, if I may. And then people sure. can, can get in touch with you. Ricardo, thank you so much for your time. It's great to have had a chat with you. We covered a whole bunch of things quite quickly there, which is really good. So I do appreciate that and do appreciate you giving us some time just to talk about this stuff today. No, thanks so much for inviting me. Uh... Thanks very much again, Ricardo. Cheers. Thank you, Andy. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Creative Writers Toolbelt podcast. If you want to find out more about the podcast or me, just go to my website. It's andrewjchamberlain.com.